Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Oh boy. Thank you very much, Gary. Joe Biden picking up the union endorsement, but he's got a problem on his hands down in Texas. And I'm just so happy to see a tough Republican governor down there. It's interesting, Glenn Youngkin praised um, Governor Abbott yesterday. So that's okay. That's good. Good good for him to stand up for his colleague and for what's right. I mean, forget his colleague, for what's right, which is to stop the invasion of the United States. And you know, um, and good morning to you. It's 7.05 on this Thursday. It's the 25th day of January 2024. I'm John Reed. And we're glad you're with us here on News Radio WRV. I watched um, a, a replay. I know I'm a nerd. I do, I do this stuff. I watched the um, full press briefing at the White House yesterday. And good for Peter Ducey. I mean, he, he constantly pins these guys down with questions that I don't think other people are asking. Um, you know, I guess Peter doesn't value the Christmas party invitation as much as his colleague. Oh, well, you're not going to be invited to the Christmas party. Maybe he still is. I don't know. Uh, But he kept asking the spokesperson at the White House about cutting the razor wire. Like, How can you say you're for securing the border if you're cutting the razor wire? Um, And the spokesperson said the razor wire is getting in the way of the Border Patrol doing their job. See here. This is it. This is it, guys. We all hear that and think, oh, the Border Patrol is there to secure the border. Uh, 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 uh. Their job in the mind of a modern Democrat in Washington is to process immigrants into the country. You don't understand it. You and I are thinking, oh, their job is to stop this. That's not their job in the mind of the Biden people. Because if they process immigrants in they know they're not coming back for a court case we don't have the capacity to handle eight million court cases you know, there's no way we're going to process that how long did it take for you to get a new driver's license with the little star on it that's i mean we're just not going to process all these people and everybody knows it so you're sitting here thinking well why 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 are they allowing this because in the long run the democrats have made a calculation and i think they may be right that if they get these people in, of course, all of the good Christians and all of the bleeding hearts who aren't Christians are going to say, well, we can't throw these people out. You know, we're a, country, we're a good country. We're good people. And that would be bad for us. Yeah, they broke the law getting here. Yeah, it's a huge burden. It's breaking the economy. It's destroying these cities. We can't take care of them. And they are not in a position to take care of themselves. But you know what? Um, we can't get rid of these people. So now we've got to navigate a way, a pathway to citizenship. They know this. They're using the number one thing I want to warn you about is don't let your good intentions and your good morals be used against you to harm your own country. 
And that's what's happening, everybody. They know that you're a good person and you're going to be swayed when you hear the story of the little girl who came across with her father and her father drowned in the river and then you won't get rid of The only illegal immigrant that we've ever expelled that I'm aware of is like Elian Gonzalez. <laughs> you know, we got rid of Elian Gonzalez because we could send him back to a communist country. I mean, the sick, twisted aspect of that. Can you tell me anybody else that the Democrats have been really eager to deport other than Elliot, little, little baby Elian Gonzalez? They were eager to get rid of him. The other thing I want to say to you about this is this is a standoff between the governor of Texas now and the federal government. And if you bothered to study the Civil War, oh, God, uh, why do you want to study the Civil War? It was clearly only about racist white people in the South, those stupid Southerners, right? That's what they that's that's the narrative. Stupid racist Southerners decided they want to do their own thing and they decided to leave the u.s and they're traitors and that you know that's what that's what everybody thinks because there's because they've never been educated about the actual civil war no interest in that tear down the statues get this out of the the books only show the pictures of the slave ships that's that's it there's one narrative that's acceptable in america i got news for you civil war part two the, ch- the, the, ch- the chapter has opened here with this standoff in Texas. And in fact, if anybody ever studied history, Greg Abbott's letter, I hope you'll go read it. Don't take my word for it. Go read Governor Abbott's uh, letter. He brings up James Madison, Alexander Hamilton, the other visionaries who wrote the U.S. Constitution foresaw that states should not be left to the mercy of a lawless president who does nothing to stop external threats like cartels smuggling millions of illegal immigrants across the border. That's why the framers included Article 4. Nobody knows what that is. You know, how many people have read the Constitution? I try to do it at least once a year. I probably should do it once a month, uh, the way things are going, just to understand what the rule book says, right? But it acknowledges the state's sovereign interest in protecting their borders. And Greg Abbott lays it down, man. He's, I don't want to say he's going to war with Joe Biden, But we got a standoff happening here. And the echoes from 1860, 1861, if you've studied the history, and I'm not advocating, I don't want us to be in a conflict, but there's a reason that you study your history so you know what's coming your way, potentially. This isn't little stuff. Somebody who has studied the history is my next guest, Donald Smith. We've talked to him before. You know, he's a columnist for American Thinker. He, he's a deep dive on these issues of the past and how they relate to the present. And, you know, uh, Don was on with us. What, what, Don, when did we last talk to you about the, um, the ribbons that commemorate the military um, actions the of certain units being stripped <laughs> off of the flags, right? right? Right, the battle streamers. The, the battle, battle streamers. Yeah, if you look at the... The flags that Army unit holds, their their unit colors, which is basically the symbol of honor for that unit. You'll see that there are streamers that come off them, and those commemorate battles where the units performed heroically and deserve to be commended for it. And it's the real center of a unit's honor and tradition. And one of the things that the Naming Commission recommended and that Congress directed was that any Army National Guard unit that, tra- that can trace its lineage back to former Confederate units, they had to go into their flags 
and find any streamer that commemorated Confederate heroism and take them off. Right. Uh, a, 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 a monumentally petty act, something that uh, I, I'm embarrassed to even think about that we went to this level of, of detail of pettiness to do, but uh, that's one of the many things that uh, Congress uh, decided to do with this naming commission. So why do you think that that Elizabeth Warren, Senator Elizabeth Warren, and other Democrats are so focused on purging anything that has um, an echo to the Civil War, especially if it, you know, even, even honors the dead. And they're really obsessed with purging everything. They've gone through the military academies and, you know, people who used to be leaders in the military academies in, in the time of the Civil War, their portraits have been removed. They're chiseling names off of monuments. Uh, we, you, you and I have talked privately about the Reconciliation Monument, which is br- a breathtaking betrayal of dignity at Arlington Cemetery to dishonor the soldiers who were buried on that property by dismantling this statue by this prominent Jewish artist. I mean, what is what is the motivation here, you think? I think there's several. So first, first of all, to be fair, uh, many of us who are, uh, you know, I, I'm a descendant of Confederate uh uh, soldiers. There's many people listening to the show who are. And so we have one viewpoint about the Civil War, but there's others, especially people from the North, who have a different viewpoint that, that thought that, that do really do believe that Confederates were, were traitors. And, and I disagree with that viewpoint, but, you know, honorable people hold it. So I think that yeah, we may get respect. to test that theory in the real world coming soon if we continue, well, you know, well, I mean, that's a problem. Yeah, I hope not. But but get back to your question as to why they they targeted the Confederate assets. I think they figured that it was low hanging fruit. Mm-hmm. What 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 with the, uh, the 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 national stress that was going on as a result of the George Floyd crisis. Uh, I mean, the Navy Commission really got moved. Really got started in in, in twenty twenty when that crisis was going on, and I think they sensed that. Unfortunately, when it comes to Confederate heritage, it has become there's a, there's a clear partisan divide. There's there's sympathy for Confederate heritage on the Republican side, almost none on the Democrat. And so, when the Democrats were in charge, I think they rationalized that the leadership of the Republican National Republican Party had figured that they could take rural Southerners' votes for granted, mm-hmm. sort of like Democrats take urban Black votes for granted. And, and so I think Elizabeth Warren and her colleagues uh, rationalized that Kevin McCarthy and Elise Stefanik and the leaders of the National Republican Party, especially in the House, would be willing to allow Southern heritage to be insulted because uh, they wanted to focus the party more on being more urban, appealing to people who live, live in the suburbs. You know, many of whom are are new to Virginia and don't have any ties here. So um, I, I think they saw an opportunity. And uh, one of the reasons that I wrote my piece for Bacon's Rebellion and uh, American Thinker, the most recent one, is so that people understand that, uh, uh, you know, a lot of people have been shocked and stunned by what has happened as a result of the naming commission, especially with the removal of Reconciliation Memorial from Arlington. And so they're pointing at the commissioners of the Navy Commission. They're pointing at the Army. And 
in my opinion, the real people to point at is Congress, because Congress is the ones that created this process. Congress is the one that approved all the recommendations. And in the past year, in 2023, when the Republicans had the leadership in the House of Representatives, they had opportunities to mitigate at least some of the extreme recommendations of the Navy Commission, and they seemed almost unwilling or unconcerned with it. Yeah, I think they saw polling, or I'm told that they saw polling, that most people just wanted to move on from this, and that if they engaged in a discussion of this, even a reasonable history-based discussion, that it was a net loss, that the moderates would say, oh, God, why why are you defending the Confederacy? So they got scared off and said, whatever you got to do, do it. We're going to focus on other things. That's political cowardice, and the end result is going to be that we're going to lose minimally the artistic heritage that we've that we've inherited uh, over the last century and a half. Uh, but we're also going to yeah. lose the intellectual understanding of where we came from. And today is one of those days where I think it would be wise for the population to actually understand more than just black, white, slave, free. Uh, that simplistic narrative about the Civil War to have a bigger appreciation about what what drew the country into that crisis, so that maybe we can prevent it going forward. And all that's being lost. I got to I got to yeah. run. But what's your wrap up thought? Okay. Uh, my wrap up thought is that uh, is that American history is complex because the American people are complex, and the, the template that Congress has set with the naming commission and the standards that it used is basically to take a simplistic black and white binary view of our history. Yeah. This is good, that, that's bad, and that's it. And so uh, if we apply that same template, the one that Congress has endorsed by the, right. by the naming commission process, to the rest of our history, we're going to end up with a vanilla history and an emotionally and culturally brittle American people. And, and that's what they're going to try to do, is purge. Everybody needs to know it. Hey, Don, I appreciate it. Donald Smith, the columnist. You can read him in Bacon's Rebellion and American Thinker and other places. We'll keep watching for you. Thank you. 719. We're back with more in a moment on News Radio WRVA.